Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, January 28th, 2022, episode number 215. 215, the area code for Philadelphia and the California penal code code for carjacking. Penal? Yeah, it's when you get arrested. You're starting this episode talking about penal. Penal. Uh, 215 in California, that's carjacking. Oh. There you go. Now you learned something new today. You're welcome. you're sticking with area codes. Is this going to be a common theme with the three digits, I guess? Dude, I don't know. You know, my whole life there wasn't three-digit numbers. There was when I was young, but I don't remember that. Yeah. I've got a Ronnie Ronnie Jones plate sitting right here, 264G. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't remember those. So I guess for the three-digit numbers for me, I'm going with area codes for a little bit, I guess. Our our guest this week's going to have a three-digit number. Absolutely, we'll get to that. He's here going in a pro. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Um, and you probably got PA still on the brain, right? You just came from there. I haven't really. Yes. We haven't done a podcast since you got back because you've been sick as a well, dog. You're just getting over that. I have, I have been sick. I'm not fully over it. Yeah, my throat's still messing with me and uh, still coughing some stuff. But uh, is it the it COVID? Was, it was bad. Is it the flu? I don't know. Is it the flu, Rona? I don't know. It might be. Yeah. Might be Rona. No, I don't it's know. It's a I thing, go... dude. Like, people have flu and corona. It's the flu Rona. You haven't heard of this? The flu Rona? No, I haven't. Oh. No. I, Delta Cron? Uh, the Delta and Omicron? Delta Cron? Yeah, it's like a thing. It's the remix, I son. I don't, I don't know remix! what it was. Remix! But it was not fun. Yeah. It, I was sick for eight days. Actually, it's been eight days today. I so. always think you have a deep, sexy voice. But when you hopped on the phone a couple of days ago, I was like, who the hell are you and what did you do with dudes? <laughs> it was bad. Hi, Carter. Talk. Hi, <laughs> Carter. Hi, Carter. I don't what think I can do the podcast this week. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Um... Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. You do have your Thank voice you. back, which is great. You have a little coffee cough a little every bit. now and then. We'll try to. I'll make sure bit, I edit bit, all those bit. out. Um, I'm so. getting ready right here. Oh, he put it on mute though. Nice. I couldn't even hear it. Good. Um. All right. So let's get into it, man. You got a couple of uh, little press releases to talk through here. You want to get through those? Well, there's a few of them. A few of them. A couple of good ones and one that I'm, I don't really agree with 100%, but that's all right. I don't make the rules. But uh, HD, Harley Davidson contingency for both Super and Production Twins. I like it. Yep. Uh, I like that You know, Harley doesn't have a team per se, but they're still involved. They're still helping out riders. Uh, they're, they're supporting the HD, uh, still, you know, still working with the Vance and Hines. To get the Harleys on the racetrack, they want to have them out there. So they got some dealers that will have the, the XG750s available, uh, but some big money up for grabs. And then speaking of Vance and Hines, this is totally separate than the Harley release. Vance and Hines contingency in all three classes. Of course, you got to be running the pipes. you got to be running the, the logos and stuff like that. They check all that stuff when you go through tech every race. I don't know if you know that, Carter, but don't. When, they roll, when they roll up to tech, not only do they check the tires, they check to make sure... Yeah, everything's safety wired that needs to be safety wired. They check the foot pegs, make sure they move, make sure the grips are covered on the ends. They check so many things, but also they check the contingency stickers. Uh, like on NASCARs, right by by the left front tire and the right front tire, you see all those little itty bitty stickers. That's for contingency. Old Daryl, Daryl does that. Shout out to Daryl. Daryl, Daryl, and Dale. You know all the guys that work back there in tech, and yep. they do that, and they, they they put check marks right there on the on the i. They have tablets now, and they keep track of all that stuff. So. That's part of the game, too. You have to be running their logos to uh, receive the contingency. I dig it. Um. One more that just came out, too, is the Mission Production Twins presented by Vance and Hines. So the class has a, a structure, a name, a presenting sponsor, and a, a, presenting sponsor and a uh, title sponsor. Mission Production Twins presented by Vance and Hines. That's huge. I think, you know, that's it's more recognition to that class i think than, than ever before and on that note parts unlimited aft singles presented by kicker Ooh. so yeah so it's gonna be a mouthful for me to say yeah you better get used if, to those if i'm coming back which i'm assuming what i am are you talking about if is it still an if i don't have a contract yet so don't get me started we'll on see that. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about how awesome Mission is coming on board with uh dude. They're not just coming into this sport in a big way. They're they're doing it across all motorsports, dude. Like you've seen them just about everywhere in the past couple months. And uh, it's not just uh, motorcycle stuff, man. They're getting involved in all kinds of racing, right? 
Yeah, they they were big in Indy cars this this last year, and uh, you know I think it's it's Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, he loves racing. He used to race flat track a long time ago in Mexico. Yeah, but he loves racing, and I think you know yes, it is a write off for him, but yes, I think he enjoys being a part of the sport. He's he's came up to my booth uh, twice. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, the first race, and the last race of the season in Charlotte in the rain, came all the way up there to thank me for doing a good job. And uh, just to talk shop for a little bit, you know, while we're waiting to see if we're going to race or not that night. So uh, I have nothing but respect for him and Mission. Uh, I like what they're doing. They got the hospitality tent in the pit area for us to have some decent food, some good food to eat. Yeah. You know, I, I only get a chance usually once a day, but it's over there Wait, all day. you don't have somebody you know, running you food like I used to? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, well, you, yeah, know, I mean, you know, you know, this guy doesn't like to eat. No. Well, I'm stuck in that little booth for eight hours because, yep. you know, if it doesn't agree with me, I ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah. I'm kind of stuck there, and I got to talk for eight hours straight or nine hours or whatever it is. So Those microphone I, uh, cables only go so far. <laughs> and you don't want to go that where I'm no, going. No, not with, not, not with a live microphone. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so it's good to see what Mission is doing. Vance and Hines obviously stepping up big with the contingency and with all three classes and then coming up to, uh, to sponsor uh, some of those... Uh, Another class, right? The twins, and then uh, Parts Unlimited, man, stepping up for a, for a, a title sponsor too. That's kind of cool. I, I like that a lot. You know, I think it's it's something different than where we haven't had for a little while. I mean, Parts Unlimited is you know they've had banners and stuff, and they've been involved, but they're stepping up deeper and getting more and more involved in our sport, and uh, that's good. And kicker, man, I mean, they've been uh, giving away speakers. I think about every damn race uh, to every yep. rider that's on the podium, which is pretty cool. So. Um, man, it's cool to kind of see that already locked in. And, you know, I mentioned it the other day, but um, it's a time of the year where you kind of see those press releases, those announcements, who, who you know, they're partnering up this year and in what capacity. So I'm sure we'll see a bunch more of those over the weeks to come as we get ready to go racing in 2022. And, and same with, you know, we're seeing more and more rider announcements and stuff like that. Those are the biggest announcements that we've seen since we've uh, been on, you know, with episode 214. This is 215. Uh, one other one that was big that, that you guys got into on Cars Pod, podcast, you know your former podcast, <laughs> not too long ago. Uh, no practice. The pros will not be allowed to race the Steve Nace race at Volusia, which is an all-star race on Sunday, a few days before the national. Yeah, and you call that practice? I mean, it is a practice race, I guess. It, it it's it's seat time. It's track time. It's yeah. practicing your starts. It's getting back in the swing of things. So. Um, I don't necessarily agree with this one. Uh, the rule's been in, in the rule book for as long as I've been around. Uh, the reason is to, to stop the big teams or the high, people with a lot of money going into the tracks like a week before, renting the track, getting used to the track, getting used to the set, you know setting up their bikes and stuff like that because not everybody can afford to do that. Um, but with this particular instance, I don't quite agree with it because – the most people that go down to Daytona to race are there to race. So yeah. they're going down there. They're going to they're gonna catch Lake City, possibly a day or two for the pros, three days for the amateurs if they want to ride, um, and then two days at, at Volusia. Sunday's an all-star race. Monday's amateurs and vintage. And then off, off on Tuesday, Wednesday is the practice day for AFT, which is $250. You're guaranteed to ride on the track nine times. But who who all is going to be able to for one to afford that? Yeah. For two, is going to want to wear out their motorcycles if you only have one or two bikes. I'm talking about for the smaller guys like I used to be when I raced. Um, and then, you know, then having to suit up the very next day and go right at it at the Volusia Half Mile on Thursday and Friday for the two nationals. So um, I'm kind of in the in, you know I kind of I don't like not agreeing with AFT, but. I think this this rule might need to be looked at in the future. Maybe say, hey, maybe it's not a bad thing. I mean, I think the the riders should have a chance to practice, to take some 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 green lights, to practice you know to practice race. But not only that, some of these riders, this is how they make their living. Right. There's a a, a nice purse at the AMA All Star National Flat Track Series races. These riders, some of these riders, count on that to get the season going. Yeah. You know, so a couple of reasons I don't like it. Um, I mean, aren't aren't, yeah, they, aren't they selling that race as a pro race too? Doesn't that kind of hurt them? As I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, it, maybe you can suit up and race. You got a bike for me? I'm sure, dude. If you say that you want to race <laughs> that Steve Nason Kelly Bell race, 
That yeah. all-star race, I guarantee you, mm-hmm. anybody who's listening to, listen to this podcast that has a bike for Scotty Dubler, send him a DM, <laughs> send him a message, let's no. get his ass back no. on a motorcycle. Will you no. do it if you get a motorcycle? No, heck no. Damn no, it. I'm retired. Damn it. No, no, I'm, I'm done. And, and you know what? I'll be up in the booth getting my practice on yeah before you don't before. need any practice for this shit stop it <laughs> it's only my 14th year with aft so you better get those vocal cords all rested up in the next month though because i know it's pretty hot and heavy those or maybe it, it will be a little bit of a break for you oh, you're still gonna call all those races though right yeah i'm okay. still working for steve and kelly yep yep so and, and do you good. know anything about lake city yeah you haven't been there so you don't know i, if it com- I don't know comparable or I don't know. I know there's a half mile there, but there's also a short track there. So now they're huh. running a short track on Thursday night, a- AMA All-Star half mile on Friday night, uh, Vintage and Amateur on Sunday, on Saturday, before we move on down to Volusia. And so, uh, breaking five news. Day, five break, days of racing. Breaking news here tonight. Uh, I don't know if anybody's heard this yet, but uh, Savannah's going to come back for one night. Everybody's going to be able to race. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm totally joking. That was mean. That was rude. That was. I'm I was so like, sorry. What? I was like, I was like, let me see, let me look at my notes here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't see that in my notes. Oh, it's going to be a little different this year without without that in the mix for sure. But uh, hopefully, Lake City can deliver, and there'll be some good racing there um, before we get down to Daytona, man. That'll be uh... and, and yeah, and you know what, people. Some of these people that haven't been listening to every week, Savannah is done. They are yeah. done racing for good. Um, the land was sold to somebody else and they're tearing down that racetrack. So unfortunately there goes another one. Another one bites the dust. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Um, anything else? That's all I really want to get into as far as the uh, press releases and stuff like that. I think we kind of covered those and, um, I don't know. We got a good guest for us. We do. uh, I'd probably one of the best, one of the best stories that's happened so far in 2022, as far as racing. Um, I mean, I, in my personal opinion, uh, the picture that's been seen all around the, the flat track world, uh, I think, is, uh, you know, him uh, after those races winning that, you know, being all emotional, um, you know, bent over the front of his bike and uh, just showing all that emotion after that win's pretty badass. It's uh, Sammy, probably one of the best. I mean, he takes a lot of badass pictures at, at a flat track race, but that's probably, if not the best, right up there with one of the best I've ever seen him take. And, uh, I don't know. I, I loved it, dude. I didn't. I didn't make it up there for that one, but he owned that race, and uh, I look forward to hearing from him for sure. You're talking about the kid, Logan McGrain, number 19. Hello, the kid, Logan McGrain. What's up? What's up? What are you doing, man? Where, where are you going? Are you driving down uh, the road? Where are you going? Yeah, driving down the road. You want to uh, put some money in my dad's bank account? Do you need my account number? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll send you a little bit. <laughs> deposits only, though, okay? De- just deposits. So before right. we jump into this, you've been on here before. Who, who uh, started calling you the kid? Uh, what? I think it was you. Well, so, like, the ice races started, and I was the youngest, and... Uh, just like couldn't really think of anything and then as like the kid just kind of was like something that came up and that just stuck with it do you, do you like so, it do you not like it or what no nah, i do like it i mean it still fits now because i'm still the youngest one doing this series but eventually we'll have to change it because i won't be the kid anymore you know I'm starting to get older you, you know what now. it's like <laughs> you, you call that facial hair those little ones and twos here and there <laughs> yeah yeah so so the last time last time i saw you you're a little bit more excited than you are right now are you feeling all right i mean as as the the wind uh, already worn off already no it hasn't worn off but i just had like a pretty crappy day today my uh, instagram account got hacked so like I lost like my whole Instagram that I had. So I'm trying to figure out that today. So it's been like a pretty crappy day. Man, that would that would blow my that blow my world too. I'm sorry, but at least you get to talk to me. Yeah, I know, that's a good thing. Been waiting. <laughs> You've been sick. I have been sick. I've been sick for eight days, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. know if, if, if oh. Sammy gave it to me or or Mandy gave it to my me, or, or just the Pennsylvania. 
my yeah, dad got maybe sick that's what it was. Too, and like Kenny Dawn was got sick too. A whole bunch of people got sick. It's probably because they had them damn doors open the whole entire time. Man, it was the... it was cold. <laughs> Woo. Oh, it yeah. was cold in there. Yeah. I was I was only interviewing the winners because uh, they already had the announcer for that race already set up. But uh, man, I'd jump out on the ice and take my jacket off and and ask you. I ask you a few questions as you won every heat race. But uh, and then I'd yeah. jump back off the ice, put my jacket back on because it was it was cold in there, man. It was freezing. Yeah, it was really cold. That's for sure. I was staying back in my little corner, just trying to keep warm. It's only go up there when I had to go out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's jump into this. I know we'll talk about that big win here in just a little bit, but uh, first, let's tell the listeners all about who the kid Logan McGrain is. So, where were you born? I was born in, well, I think Lancaster, PA, or something around there, Chester County. Yeah, my dad just told me. But uh, I live now in uh, Gap, PA, small little farm town, kind of. So, are all the flat trackers over there related? I mean, because Lancaster, that's where the Texters are from. Lancaster, Harley Davidson, stuff like that. And, and Gap, Pennsylvania, there's a lot of fast guys over there. Are you all related, or is it just something in the water? No. No, it's definitely just something in the water around here, maybe. Okay. Uh, what's it What's yeah. it like growing up over there in, in Pennsylvania? Uh, it's pretty cool. Just Amish buggies, a whole bunch of farm country, and then... Where I live, I live like right in between two towns, like smaller towns, kind of Parksburg and then Gap. We just live like right on the county line, our road name's County Line Road. So it's right on the county line that we live on. So it was pretty cool, just a whole bunch of farming. And I don't know, you got to go pretty far to do anything fun if you really want to. Do you, do you work on a farm? I mean, is that something you do or is it something you, you have interest in doing? No. I, no, I, we just live on probably like a three, four acre, uh, you know, thing. It's me, my dad lives in a front house. My grandfather lives right behind us up the driveway. And then uh, my grandfather's brother and his uh, sister-in-law live behind them up the driveway. So we all just live right on a driveway. And yeah. Wow. That's yeah, cool. Really cool. So I, I know you do a lot more than motorcycle race. You, you know, I think, I think, I think you play about 10 different sports. I think I've seen you play football, <laughs> wrestle, maybe 10 other sports. Um, was <laughs> motorcycles your first love or was it, was it, you know, a stick and ball sport? Uh, I was definitely racing, but when I was younger, like, my parents weren't together, and I lived with my mom, so I would play, like, I would play a lot more sports than being racing every weekend, and then uh, once I got older, like, I just knew I wanted to race, so I would tell my mom and my dad every weekend to go race. So, how old were you when you first raced? Do you remember? Uh, I was four, yeah down in uh, Harrington, Delaware at a Mark Miller race, a little farm track. It's very cool. I, uh, me and my brother were racing together, and uh, I held it wide open, and that took us both out, but I was the one that fell. <laughs> I didn't know that. that. Um, yes. What, 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 were you riding a PW, or what kind of bike were you riding? Yeah, PW. Uh, we, have, we have two, like an older one. And that when they were like red and white, and then we had a mm-hmm. newer one, which blue. And I was on the old red and white one, just giving her the beans, and yeah, <laughs> crash. <laughs> Didn't want to lose to my so, brother at all. Right, absolutely. You never want to get beat by your family members for sure. So I know that I used to race against your dad, but did your grandfather ever race flat track, or how did your dad get involved? Uh, so. Well, my grandfather raced cars, modified, right? Yeah, yeah modified stock cars and go-karts. And okay. uh, I guess around here you can't, like, race. Could, well, you couldn't race, like, a go-kart or, like, a modified until you're, like, 16 or something. So my dad decided to go racing, and then that's where it all started, really. And then, like, my grandfather did a couple, like, powder puff dad races and there's some videos of him flipping and stuff kind of funny off the start line did did you just call your dad a powder puff 
But no, well, my dad's grandfather. I don't. Yeah, I think I said my dad. Yeah, well, I mean, my dad can be fast. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, my grandfather. Just gave me a hard so, time. It all started with my grandfather because my uh, grandfather's brother uh, has had like three or four modifieds uh, back at uh, like his big shop, and then yeah, and then my grandfather's pretty good, I guess, and. So, yeah. So, have you ever thought about racing cars? Uh, I was supposed to drive one, like, a year or two ago, but it never worked out. Uh, kind of scared that I might like it more eventually and <laughs> stop the dirt lakes. But that's what my grandfather, he would sell these motorcycles in a heartbeat to go build a car for me if I really wanted to. Yeah. yeah since Your like, grandpa's behind us. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Your grandpa has been behind the the sport of flat track for a long, long time. You know, your dad and and your uncle, uh, and then until he passed away, and then you. But um, he he stuck behind you, and some sometimes you, it's best to walk away after something like that happens. But uh, I think I think he's doing the right thing because if that's what you want to do, then I think he's supporting you because that's what you want to do, right? Yeah. Well, when like Kyle passed away, I was gonna be done too, but then. I just, like, couldn't stop, uh, you know. And uh, my grandfather probably didn't come out to the garage or the shop or anything to do anything with motorcycles for probably close to a year after Kyle passed away. And then he mm-hmm. just realized that, like, that's what Kyle would want him to be doing, and that's what Kyle loves, so we're just going to keep doing it for Kyle. Absolutely. I can I can relate to that. You know, uh, after my cousin died, I walked away from a while, you know, for a while, you know, quite a while. I didn't want to go to near near the racetrack yeah. at all. And it was the same year I got my national number. So I wanted to race with it a couple of times. And, and then I found a different path, but it's, it's cool that you're, you're still doing what you want to do. Cause you're, you're following your dreams. And I love that. I love that you're doing that. Oh yeah. That's, um, I really just honestly do it for Kyle anymore. You know, that's why writing was so meaningful, but I just really do it all for him now, you know, make him proud. Well, let's talk about Redding since you brought it up, and then we'll get back into more of your background. But Redding was, uh, if if there is such a thing as a perfect night, I think Redding was for you. You won both heat races, you won the Dash for Cash, and you won the main event, and it was your your uncle's memorial race. Um, tell me about the night. What did it feel like just unloading? Uh, did you know you were going to win when you got there? Tell me about that day. Uh, well, so woke up had to get stuff ready and all that and uh then the tr- our diesel truck when starts so i was like oh great the day's already going bad not gonna be a good night and then uh just came in there and knew what i had to do so i uh, just you know was focused and didn't let all the distractions of everybody being there from family and stuff um distract me at all and just do what i had to do I knew I would probably have a couple of like with Josh and stuff, but I know if I, I know I could beat him, so I did that. How many members of the family were there? Uh, I know my grandfather and grandmother there, and then there was like some like family friends and all that, but I don't know. There was about five or six, maybe, but seems like a lot more than that, just with everybody from. Yeah, I, I, like coming around and district and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people were cheering you on. I know it meant a lot to you. Uh, tell me how important it was now that uh, Jeremy Orr's done racing. He was down at the Texas race round one. He was with you at round two there in in Reading. How important is it to have a former champ in your corner helping you out? Uh, that helps a lot because he knows like me and like sees what the bike's doing he can help change and most likely is changed in the right direction so we can keep uh keep getting faster each time out on the track and he's just a big help because he was hella fast that's for sure and sucks what happened with him but just trying to get that jacket for him because he don't want nobody else to have it so just, yeah, he's a big right help that's for sure just teaching me little things every time so uh, uh, some people might not know, but your dad is actually the referee at the ice races. So he has to stay on the track at the start finish line the entire time. 
Do you think that helps you or hurts your performance at the ice race? And is that maybe why you brought Jeremy on board this year? Uh, yeah, that was a big part of it. And like, even when my Jeremy was still racing uh, and, you know, my dad was referee, but that being him being not in the pits, yelling at me all the time helps a lot. So I don't have to worry <laughs> about like getting yelled at, you know, I just had to deal with it on the way home. But yeah, right, it's definitely right. nice. Cause then we don't argue at it, like argue at all. I got gotcha. you. Let's talk about some of your previous achievements. I know you're, uh, you're, well, you're, are you 16 now? Or are you getting ready to turn 16? No, I turned 16 in September of last year. So yeah, okay. I'm 16 right. now. So, so, so you're 16. Talk about your amateur career. I know you said your first race was when you were four years old. Have you been racing nonstop since then? No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I, it was, I mean, I had a decent amateur career, I think. I know. I wish I would have done more. I think uh, my pro- my best year was two years ago, first year on 450, uh, when we went to um, the Winter Olympics down at Traveler's Rest, and I won, like, three national championships in a weekend. So that was mm-hmm. probably, like, my best, like, weekend that I've ever had. But, I don't know, it was a decent career. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I won a whole bunch of district titles and stuff, but like, yeah. Do you, do you think when you did that good down there at Traveler's Rest, do you think is that is that what caught the eye of Corey Texter so you could be on the CTR team? Uh, yeah, I was already on it actually. Okay. I was All right. From so he'd ar- yeah. He'd already he'd already spotted you, and you know he probably gets to see you a lot because you run there around Pennsylvania a lot. What did it mean to get you know yeah. recognized by somebody like Corey uh, to to ride for him and to get help from him and you know Dunlop and all those other people that helped out? Uh yeah, that Corey's deal was super super nice. I'm like super great super grateful for that. He helped out a lot, just teaching us you know like how to manage social media and everything, and helping with sponsors, getting the sponsors, and then yeah, he was a big help and just having that. You know, he's won two Grand National titles now, so having him at the track when he was there just to give us little tips and pointers was really nice. And then uh, my Dunlop deal, that was just amazing for me. Well, the year before, I won my three national titles. So then in 19, I won at the Winter Olympics uh, the 250 national title, which, like, clinched me a spot in the um, – Dunlop deal so that was mm-hmm. a major help not have I mean we still had to buy tires you know every now and then but just getting 10 free tires a year was such a big help with expensive expenses and stuff absolutely so who's some of the who's some of the toughest guys that you've raced as an amateur not talk about any of the pro stuff but you know the ice races or anything like that but as an amateur who are some of the top top guys that you've raced against uh, well, when I was younger, you know, I grew up racing Tyler Scott and we always, he was pretty tough there. That's for sure. And then he went road racing, uh, you know, he chase Sathoff, uh, Cody, um, Gage, yeah. Gage Smith. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people. Um, I think my first year on a, 450 at amateur nationals is probably the most stacked year with having like Terrence and Taro, you know, Cody, a whole bunch of people. And that was a pretty gnarly year at the amateur nationals. That's for sure. Yeah. That was a, a crazy year for sure. I was there right along with you and, and everybody else. And, and yeah, any, any, any one of you could have won, you know, any day in any heat race in any main event. I think that was the most stacked 450 amateur I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, that was a really, really sturdy one. You know, it's like the last main event of the weekend. I was leading it. It was the uh, two fifty, the four fifty DTX class. Got a flat. Mm-hmm. That, that sucked. I was mm-hmm. like trying to end the week, the week off on a high note, and then got a flat and faded back. Absolutely. So the the rumor is that you're going pro. Uh, have you got your pro card yet? Have you sent in for it, or is this a big announcement? Anything like that coming up? Yeah, I am going pro. I did uh, send all my information in and got my pro card. Got to do like the rule book test yet and uh, concussion mm-hmm. test. And then 
we should be good. And, uh, yeah, so that's the plan going pro for Volusia and, uh, try to do as many, uh, races as we can. You know, I want, I want to do everyone, but just depends how the cards fold with being the privateer thing and doing it all on my own. So what number did you request? Did you, did you ask for one nineteen or cause as a rookie pro, some of our listeners might not know, but you have to have a three-digit number. Did you ask for one nineteen, or what? Or do you even want to say right now so you don't want nobody to take it? Uh, no, I did uh, one nineteen, uh, one ninety-nine, and one hundred four were my three options. So, okay, all right. Hopefully. So one ninety-nine, kind of, kind of to to honor your uncle. Uh, what about the one hundred four? Where does that come from? Uh, so, well, my dad's first race number was four. I so I did it there and then uh my yeah. uncle Warren he was like a world ice champion and a hell of a speedway bike rider which he won his world championship on an ice so I just figured you know maybe one of the four it seems pretty cool too I like it so all right well hopefully you get the 119 but uh man you know whatever it's gonna be good luck to you uh what kind of bikes will be riding this yeah, year uh, I got my two KTMs that I'll be riding. Uh, my 22 will be my main bike. And then, uh, my other one will be my backup. Right on. So your, your, your dad and your grandpa have had a lot of fast guys on their twins. What have you learned from some of those guys as you've gone along with them, like S Lake and, and some of the other fast guys, you know, Matthias rode for your, for you guys. What what are some of the things that you've learned from these other pros that have rode for you and you've been in the same pit area with them? Uh, tell me some things you've learned. Uh, that it's no joke, that's for sure. And, you know, if you want it, you got to put the work in because notice that with uh, a couple of our riders that they haven't really put the work in and would just show up and ride and hope for the best and then wouldn't get the greatest results. So you definitely have to put the work in if you want to be up front. What what kind of work will you be doing in this next month to get ready for the kickoff of the 22 season? Uh, just eating healthier. Um, I got a like a whole punching bag set, and then with like a speed bag and a heavy bag, and then I got my uh, road bike on like a stationary, you know, thing to be riding. No, no more speedies. No, no, I I only had one of them with Carter up the square deal. That was it. <laughs> all right he just wanted me to ask make sure you you're taking you know backing off of those things um are you still playing other sports right now uh well so i did play um football in the fall and then i did do wrestling for a little bit but i uh went online school in uh, uh weeks ago so yeah no sports now and i'll probably probably it i won't do like i did baseball last year i probably won't do that again this year just with the pro schedule and everything i got you which track on the pro circuit are you most looking forward to uh, i don't know because i'm excited that you know there's volusia at the beginning of the year and the end of the year because i go pretty good at volusia won that race last year um so i don't know there's a couple new tracks and a couple tracks i'm like excited to race uh yeah so i don't know i'm excited to go out to castle rock if we get out there that'd be cool that tt just summer that like watching youtube videos i used to race and now we're going back there which is pretty cool i honestly my pro i'm most excited for laconia honestly if it's that rough track again i'm kind of excited for that the rough tracks don't bother you i guess huh no, no, I, I like, I mean, depends. That's like a little short track, so it'd be cool to like ride there and have that deep dirt and all rough. It will change it up, that's for sure. Would you like something like Lima? I mean, I know you go good at, at Ashland, oh, yeah, yeah, Ohio. Too, yeah, yeah, I forgot there about Lima. I rode there, right. uh, the, yeah, this year, so I definitely like Lima. It's, it'll be one hell of a race, that's for sure, it'll, just how rough it gets and everything you got to ride it with your throttle and you can do that too yeah <laughs> so i also heard rumors that the the singles might be on the springfield mile i don't know if that's been confirmed yet anywhere but what are your thoughts on that 
Uh, I don't know. That's it's a little. I think. I mean, it would be cool, but it'd probably be really sketchy. There's going to be some blown up motors, and you know, from people blowing them up and they just locking up. There's you're going to be a crash fest. I mean, I'll ride it if it's on the schedule, but you know, it uh, might need to put a motor in order for that. <laughs> right. Right. Do you uh, do you plan on riding other races other than AFT, or is AFT your focus this year? Now that you're going pro, uh, AFT is the main focus, that's for sure. Um, and then just possible, you know, hit local races if they're around here, or like, you know, if there's an all-star race before pro race, maybe do that or something. Like, you know, like do Greenville before Lima and stuff like that, but. Then, I think your dad's yeah. talking about Square Deal. Yeah, Square Deal sounds good. Yeah, he, he he's, he's sitting here listening. <laughs> yeah, I'll do Square yeah. Deal, so <clears throat> as many as we can because I do my uncle's memorial race up there too and try to win that thing this year. I made the main event my first year, so which is last year, and yeah. So who, what other kids, maybe from up in your area, maybe from around the other country, are going pro with you? Like the Chili Badland for rookie – the rookie of the year standings. I heard, uh, I heard Gage Smith is going pro from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're going pro. Who, who else is going pro? Who will you have to battle for rookie of the year? Uh, I think it's really just me chasing Gage. And I, well, I was talking to Cody cop yesterday and he said, like he was looking at the number sheet thing, just we were talking about it. And I guess there's a couple other ones, but the kids that like, I don't know about or anything. So I, yeah, I really think it's like the, three main or just like main guys that were amateurs last year oh yeah i guess tyler scott too if he does any uh flat track stuff right okay so all those guys you just mentioned you're really good friends with right yeah how hard is it to battle some of your best friends in the world and go elbow to elbow with and try to beat them on the racetrack how hard is that to to take the friendship hat off and put your helmet on and go out there and race against them uh i mean i don't really care honestly like um you're not gonna have you know you can't make everybody happy in flat track racing so but with all of us we're just super close so like you know we do what we got to do on the track but when we come off the track if you know there's something to happen or something we usually talk about it and then we're chill but we just yeah we all just do our business on the track and yeah Right on. What did you th- What did you think about uh, the battle between Tyler Scott down there and Jared Meese at the Winter Throwdown? Did you get to see any of that? Have you watched it? Have you, have you learned anything from that? Uh, yeah, I watched. I uh, know to watch Tyler because he's going to take you out. Honestly, wow. <laughs> I'll be sure. Right. You know, hey, that was some dirty riding, even between Co- like from Tyler to Cody, Tyler to Briar, and Tyler to Jared. So. Yeah, people say he said a statement. I think he just messed up and made a lot of people unhappy. So, okay, all right. You you don't think it was just short track racing? You think he was a little bit too aggressive? Yeah, he was like, there's you know short track racing and stuff, but that some of that stuff he was doing just like was unnecessary. You know, like one time Jared Mays was passed him down the straightaway and he just turned right right into him like for no reason. So gotcha. I got gotcha. How often do you get to ride up there? I know it's winter time right now, and you're you're ice racing a little bit here and there, like once a month. But how often do you get to ride right now? Uh, not that much. So uh, Sunday we're going uh up to Blue Mountain Lakes with a bunch of people and going to ice ride. So just trying to ice ride as much as we can, just to help with the ice series, and then also just to be on a bike too. And uh, there's a couple of motocross tracks that are open, you know, this time. So we try to go to them as much as we can, but not much riding. It's cold up here and we're getting snow a lot. So will you get to test anywhere be- before Volusia? I know that the, the, the night before the two nationals is a test day, but it's 250 bucks to get in. Will you ride the steam nice races on the way down there at, at Lake city? Cause there's, I think a short track and two half miles there. Or will you just focus on Volusia only and ride the test day in the two nationals? Uh, yeah, so what we're doing is we'll do the Lake City All-Star. And then uh, we can't we can't ride Volusia this year. So 
we'll, we'll have off until, you know, Thursday for the national. We won't do the uh, test day unless plans change, but as of now, we're not doing it. So we're just going to uh, probably try to find somewhere to ride, you know, at least a day of flat track, maybe go to Giant Lewis's or something, and then uh, just ride to motocross and just hang out. Go to the gotcha. Supercross. Get those bikes. Do that. Yeah, got to, yeah, it's on the bucket list. Everybody's got to do that. Uh, Daytona yeah, sure is yeah. a lot of fun. It's coming up real soon. Uh, after Daytona, are you going to go to the Texas Half Mile the next weekend, or do you know yet? Yeah, that's the plan. Just go to Texas, too. And uh, I don't even know what's after that. But, yep, just try to do as many as we can. I want to do all of them, but you never know what can come up or something. Just see how it's going and see how you're doing, right? Yeah. I got you. Get yeah. if you get a few wins early in the season, I'm sure your dad's gonna want to go to all of them. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice for sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna switch gears one more time before we wrap this up. Um, I've seen you on a twin before, not a whole lot, but uh, thinking of the future, uh, how much seat time do you have on a twin already? Uh, I have a you know a decent amount. Um, yeah, I I love the twins. Honestly, I I can ride, I ride them pretty good. So I think as soon as I turn 18 or however old you need to be to do the production twins or whatever, I'm gonna jump on the twins as fast as I can. Right on. I love it. I love it. I wish you a lot of luck in the future. Uh, who all's helping you out this year? Uh, you know, I know it's you and your dad and your grandpa. Usually, is anybody else stepped up to help you out? Are you looking for people or or what's what's the plan there? Uh, yeah, so we just got, um, you know, our main sponsors, McGregor Racing, Scott Power Sports, uh, you know, we got a couple other ones that hoping to come above, uh, a new sponsor, uh, Heated Hunt, it's a deer, uh, scent, like, thing for hunting, and it, like, attracts deer and stuff, uh, just, you know, some local businesses, we got this, uh, pizza shop helping us out that I went to when I was a kid, a whole bunch, so, help us out uh yeah just you know if anybody wants to help out too it's greatly appreciated we still got a lot of stuff to get and uh it ain't cheap so anything would really help um yeah so just got our same sponsors you know still talking to some people seeing if they're gonna help out again you know like you know the bigger bigger sponsors so right on right on well we wish you a lot of luck and uh now it's time for uh graham's question and you know who Graham is. I know you've been coming up and talking to her at yeah, grandstands yeah. at you know mostly mostly at Springfield. But uh, she said yeah. that the emotion, the emotional picture of you winning the, the the Kyle McGrain race has to be the photo of the year. And it's it's only January, but she said that has to be the photo of the year already. Mm-hmm. Can you put can you yeah, put into words what that meant to you and your family to win that race? Uh, that was just like so meaningful you know a hometown race my uncle's memorial race and just to have such a good night to like you know win both my heat races win the dash for cash and then win the main event it was so so emotional i mean i wanted to win that thing so bad two years ago and jeremy knocked me off so i knew uh this year i had to come back and do it that's for sure and yeah i was so emotional i i started hyperventilating i could barely breathe with my helmet on and stuff i was just so emotional and excited that's it was it was really crazy and uh heartwarming that's for sure i i definitely think you should get that picture made into a poster or even put it on a t-shirt or something man that was so cool yeah yeah that's that's a really cool picture sammy got it at that um Everybody was like texting me about it and was like that picture just shows like all the emotion and stuff and I was like, Yeah, it's a real cool picture. I yeah. I was just shocked, honestly. I even on the podium I didn't know what to say, but yeah, I was just in shock. Well, you knew you, you kinda knew what to uh say after your heat race. You go I asked you what what the plan is <laughs> for the main event. You said, I'm gonna you said, I'm gonna go win this bitch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So at least I backed that up. That was pretty good. That was fun. That's for sure. I was, that, I was just rolling. That, that I was like, yeah, you were. You took. It surprised me for sure. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking away, and you know, that just what I came, yeah. it came to mind. So I was like, oh, might as well say it. There you go. 
So it's time yeah. for the rapid fire questions. But I, I do got to say, Sammy Sabedra knows how to capture the gold, and he did one heck of a job taking that picture for you. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. On an iPhone, too. It's crazy. Dude, he Looks is like crazy. They're on an iPhone. Exactly. He's he's on it. So it's time for rapid fire questions. You ready? Yup. When are you gonna start your podcast with uh with Aiden Brown? Oh, I don't know. We haven't talked about that in a while. <laughs> I have to hit him up and see who will start that up again. You know, yeah, Carter was supposed to help I mean, us out, but then I never got a phone call from Carter saying wing yep. wing Carter. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Carter's fault. Maybe, maybe I might be looking for a new partner here pretty soon. So we'll see what happens. So, uh, next question: What's what's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? Uh, definitely the Linkage 750. That's for sure. I rode it on a little short track, but it was just so fun. Uh, I like that frame a lot. That's for sure. Kawasaki. Yeah, Kawasaki. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your favorite racetrack? Ooh. Uh, either Greenville or, yeah, definitely Greenville. Okay. Who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Jared Mees. Really? Okay. That surprises I'll, I'll probably me. get hate for that. Uh, I love Jared. <laughs> that's, all, that's all right, man. I mean, at least you, at least you sp- spoke up and spoke your mind, so that's good. Who's your yeah. favorite person to go bench racing with? Yeah, probably Cody. Yeah. Cody Cop? Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite so, trophy that you've ever won? My stud, that thing. <laughs> that's my stud, that's for sure. That thing's beautiful. Yeah. The the ice racing win, main event winners get a stud. It looks like a screw that goes in the tires for you folks that don't know. Uh, I think we had Ken and Chris down here. We talked about those, and those are some really cool trophies. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're heavy. That's for sure. Absolutely. So in, in AFT, who is the next first time champion? I don't care whichever class you want to pick. Who's the next first time champ? Cody Cobb, singles class. He's going to win it this year. All right. All right. I'd have to agree. He's got a good shot at it. it. Yeah. He got a hell of a ride. So, and he's fast. He proved himself last year, getting them podiums. So. Hopefully you can, you know, put a full season together and get that championship. I think I think it helps too to go back to these tracks for the second time. I think that definitely helps a lot too. Um, this last yeah. next question, I guess, is is one we use from Dave to Spain. But uh, what are you most proud of so far in your 16 year career? Uh, what are you most proud of? Uh, probably when it like having my four national championships uh, when I got third in the nation on uh 85 and then definitely the winning the Kyle Gray memorial that's for sure next thing is definitely going to be uh winning the championship in ice that'd be cool man you got two more two more chances to do it this year you got two races left uh sioux city iowa yeah, coming up uh, february 26th yep so will you take the chance at starting in the back to get some passing points or have you thought about that yet uh, I don't know. I just, I don't think honestly I'm fast enough yet, like Jeremy did, uh, to do that. So if we could just have, you know, sweep two more nights of racing and just hope it plays in our cards, we gotta hope Dustin Paul has a bad night, um, because he got a little, he got the, you know, he got luck, good amount of luck on Saturday, uh, in Reading. So just gotta hope he has a bad night because he's had two solid nights and. If he has a bad night, that's where we need to capitalize. Absolutely. You you had a bad night the first the first night. Shoop had a bad mm-hmm. night at Reading. Um and so maybe maybe somebody else might have a bad night too. But I know another yeah. I know I got a hot I got a hot tip. I don't know if you listen to Dustin Paul on the way to Reading, but he runs the off the groove mm-hmm. sticker in his sticker kit on his rear rear fender, and I think it picked him up a couple of tenths of a second. Oh, yeah. Might have to slap one on there, though, maybe. <laughs> there you go. All right, buddy. Well, I know we talked about your sponsors and your team a little bit ago. Did you forget anybody, or do you want to say thanks to anybody else before we let you go? Uh, Yeah, just, you know, Jeremy Orr, my dad, uh, 
my grandfather, Scott Zook, uh, Ink Tool Sales, um, J.R. Burke Holder, Reed's Repair, um, Reed Salvage, a whole bunch of people. Jerry's Pizza Fight, you know, that's that pizza company that's going to be help pizza place is going to be helping me. Heated uh, Hunt, uh, yeah, just everybody, you know, I can't thank them enough, that's for sure. Gotta love a good pizza place, that's for sure. Hey, man, thanks for yeah, coming on the yeah. podcast. I know we've been trying to get you on for about a week. I'm sorry I've been sick for about eight days, but I'm glad we got you on. Tell your dad I said hey, and I uh, can't wait to see you down at Lake City on the way to Volusia. Yeah, well, I'll see you in Iowa first. Oh, that's right. I'll see you sooner than that. I'm going to see you in Iowa, and then we'll get ready yeah. for Florida. Yeah, you're keeping me yeah, on my toes. See, I told you I'm not feeling good. <laughs> All right, ki- all right, kids. Soon to be a soon to be a new nickname, Logan McGrain, one of the yep. new pros in 22. Man, good luck. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Bye. Later. He must have he must have used all his excitement there that weekend because he sounded a little tired. I guess he just I lost his face. Instagram account. Is that what he said? Yeah. So I got a I got a message from him first thing this morning. Hey, man, hit me up on my new Instagram. My other one got hacked. So then I of course got on Instagram. And yes, it was, it's the same thing that happened to Brad Baker a while back where they're trying to say, I did this, this, and this, invested in this, and I got this much money. Same thing with Logan. Is it just me, or are there a lot of people in this community having those problems? You guys see sketchy links, don't click on them. If you get some <laughs> message from somebody, no matter how freaking amazing it sounds, hey, we're going to yeah. pay you a million dollars, all you have to do is click this link. You know what you shouldn't yeah. do? You shouldn't click don't that click damn link. Nope. Stop don't it. Don't click it. Stop Don't it. click it. Yeah, I actually saw that story this morning, and I was like, what the hell is this all about? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Logan mm-hmm. McGrain. Like, yep. And I was like, oh, shit, something happened there. Um, yep. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's something we can all we can do before the season starts to get everybody up to speed with that. Just a little secu- cybersecurity, help you guys understand what not to click on. Um, there's some crazy shit going on out there in the world this dude today, and uh, that that we need to help people. You need to help people not have that happen. That sucks. Um, I don't know. If, if you're not you, sure, don't do it. If you're not sure, don't do it. Dude, if there's any doubt, 1% of doubt, don't do it. I mean, I've seen people like hacking other people's accounts, and it's like somebody that you know, and you're like, oh, Bob, I know Bob. Hey, I'll click on this link Bob sent me. Nope, that's a bad idea. Bob's messing with you. Did, did you see what Cynthia just put in the, in the little chat? Also, coming from someone in the biz, set up two-factor authentication. That is absolute fact. Cynthia is one of the smartest women I know for saying that. Two, it's a pain yeah. in the ass to have to do that. They right. send you a code. But, but right now in this it, day and age, it's it, one of the surefire ways to make sure that that shit ain't happening to you. So. And, and she keeps telling me that I need to do that. I guess I have a Facebook that I guess we kind of started somehow doing all this fun stuff. But... Huh. I'm not. I'm not the author. I'm not the the go-to person. I think Haley is. So oh, I guess. that's right. It was, but yeah, no. Who who would have thought you'd get cybersecurity tips from off the groove? I mean, I think we've pretty much covered all topics now on this on this podcast. Absolutely, we're having fun. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What else you got going on this week? Nothing, man. I'm just trying to take it easy. I still haven't done a whole lot of nothing. Uh, went and played pool last night with Fast Eddie. Um, yeah. Did you win? And, I didn't play, so we're on a pool league, yeah. but I lost all five games. Hold on, because I was I was off my game. They got pool leagues. Is it like bowling leagues? Yeah, yeah, no and you shit. travel too. Yeah, we have a home bar, and they travel around the city, and yeah, every Wednesday night, and we put up our five best player, or five players, and they put up five players, and each each player plays one person five, you know, one time. So you play five games, and you go home. It's it's fun. And you tell me you're not a shark. You're in a damn pool league. Oh, shit. <laughs> you see a fin right here? Yeah, you I see, see a it. Fin? <laughs> I see it. I'm not a shark. My dad used to be a shark. My dad my dad was really good, but he uh, he just doesn't give it 100% anymore. So he just goes for fun. Nice. I hear you. Good stuff, man. Uh, well, I think... What, uh, what about you? Hold on, hold on a second. Oh, what about you? You kind of you hung up the towel... Last night, yeah. on Chris Carr's podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm winding it down, man. I, and I don't know how much we need to get into it right now. Uh, Are we, you getting old? Are you getting too old for this no, stuff? Dude, or what? it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with that. I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm just in the point where I think I need to step away for a bit. I'm not ready to step away from this one. I think we got a few more left in us, and we'll, we'll be winding right. it down here in the next couple weeks. So, um, 
all those people that are wondering. I mean, I, we, you and I have been doing this one a little bit longer. It's not uh, not something. And you've been sick the past week and a half, so we, we lost like we lost a week and a half there. So I think we just need mm-hmm. to figure out how to wind this one down and figure out what's next for us. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't know. I, I I I've been trying to find the words for a month to try to figure out what I said last night on the last episode of that Car and Two Wheels podcast, and. Uh, it's obviously did, did not you, everything that's in my head, and I don't you, even know if I want you, to say everything that's in my head. But yeah. did you write that stuff down at the um, end? I, highlights. I wrote some highlights. Why could you see me like looking off, off camera? Like to look he's at doing. It. He, he's doing what I used to do. Yeah. Well, little, I don't. You know, man. It's. I don't want to screw that I know, up. I know you, and you wanted to get everything or everything that you wanted off your chest to that particular audience that yeah. you wanted to say. Well, there's just gotcha. with, with that podcast, man. There's a lot of people that have been thinking that that was just like you know me like fighting the man or whatever to me it's not it was never been about that I think just like you and I have talked about a lot like I love giving people a platform and and that was I think more about car than it ever was about me uh so it that's just like this man like I love this is something that you and I have built like it's this has helped me figure out what I can and should be doing. And it's helping people do this. Um, I wanted to do that in the flat track space. I don't know. It's There might still be a possibility down the road for me to do that here. Um, right. But I don't know. I think that uh, I should diversify. I should have other things besides flat track. It's not good to have all your eggs in one basket. And I've been living out of this basket for four or five years. I fucking freaking love it. It's, it's <laughs> I'm having a blast. But like, there's a lot of shit that ain't, that ain't getting done and isn't isn't helping me so um i don't know i think i need to i'm also the kind of guy that can't focus on doing that until i'm completely stepped away from something that's hard for me to kind of split my brain um so i'm gonna do that for a while step away and uh hopefully figure it out i every dude i've gotten so many messages from people um and it's been insane like uh and everybody says they understand but they're pissed. Uh, a lot of people calling me bastard since Chris Carr called me bastard last night. I'm completely fine with all of it. I'll take all of it. Um, and it's not because I don't love it still, man. It's it's uh, just my the way my brain works. I can't try to do this on a consistent basis every week and still try to do all the other things I need to do. So um, I don't know. What I keep saying is that I won't be away forever, but I don't know what capacity I'll come back in and or how that's going to work out. So who knows? So I, I just had an idea. Oh, um, I bet it got lonely. Which, whichever, yeah, whichever one we decide is your last one or for last one for a while, whatever. Oh boy, I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. How about that? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. I don't know if I'm prepared for yeah. that. Maybe I start doing some research right now. Wait, didn't you do rapid fire when you did my episode? Yeah, but I got more. Now oh, that this shit. might be your last go with us or whatever, uh, whatever you, whatever you're as long saying. As, I, as long as I don't get a Graham question, because I think I'll, I'll lose it with a Graham question. You got to have a Graham question. Ooh, send me off the Graham. Graham's, Graham, Graham's part of the podcast. You're damn right she is. She's having a big uh, birthday this year. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She, she is. So am I. You are too. Yeah. That's crazy. I still can't that. That is crazy. That. I know. That's insane, and actually. If I'm doing Lodi, it will be on my birthday. Nuh-uh. So, Why yeah. wouldn't you do Lodi? Well, because I might not. If it's my big birthday and John Martin is not helping out to do the night before the, the mile race anymore. John so. Martin! You know, my, so, you know, I used know. to have an old boss named John Martin. Did I tell you that one? Yeah, I did. No. Yeah, when we were out there in uh, yeah, Lodi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually yeah, went up to yeah. I said, hey, John Martin, I used to have a boss with your name. And he was like, nice to meet you, kid. Yeah. Weird. He's like, who is this guy? Yeah, who the hell is this kid? <laughs> and then he said, your name's Chris Carter. And he's like, yeah, I work with Motion Pro. Yeah. Chris Carter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. We both know other people Hold with your on. name. Speak, speaking of. Uh, we never had him Chris on. Carter. Why do we have him on? I don't know. We need to. We have Chris, Chris Carter. Carter. If you're listening, Chris call Carter. me. Chris Carter. Us Chris Carters need to talk, and you need to come on for an episode. Yes, that dude. absolutely. Him, and then Speaking who's the other guy that, out in California? There's a bunch of guys. Rod, Rod Lake. Rod Lake? Dude, he used to sponsor me. Never had it. He used to sponsor you? Why the hell wasn't Rod Lake? Rod Lake and Chris Carter. That's that's an episode before we wrap this up. I'm telling you. All right. All right. The Pulling Cali the kids. So, so. So. Speaking so, of so. Chris Carter. Yes. Motion Pro. Sammy Sabedra had the book. 
this thick. Yeah. When Honda decided to go race dirt track, dude, I bought it. You got I it. I bought it. I bought it. I, it's not here yet. Okay. I was I was gonna ship it straight to Graham's house because I want her to read it because she will read it page by page. Page by but, page. But your shipping address had to be the same as your billing address, so that they shipped it here. So uh, she's gonna have to wait until she gets here uh, in March or April whenever she comes home from Phoenix. But uh, Justin Calkins said he got the book. It is great. That Dude, is a that's a history you, amigo special, isn't it? I I don't know who did this one. This oh, no, one, it was Chris Carter. I, I, Chris Carter right. and somebody else did it. Yeah. And there's so many photos in there that I've never seen before. That's awesome. And there's uh, man, it's amazing. And there's more to the book. So the book, by the time you pay for shipping, is about 240 bucks total. But there's going to be more stuff released digitally later because they couldn't build the book bigger than they already got it. So uh, the rest of it will be released digitally later on, and I can't wait to see that part of it too. But uh, the book is amazing, Justin. I loved it, and uh, that kind of got us talking about racetracks when I was at Sammy's house, and he posted on Left Out a a racetrack, and it got so much feedback this past week. And... You haven't even looked close at that picture. No, that I'm going to do it right because now because you were talking about it before. Do it right now. Look at look at turn two and then look down. Okay. Underneath the racetrack. Hold on. Yeah, Chris Car- Chris Carter and Gerald Foster. That is correct. You're Holy right, shit. Uh, Justin. It's like a bridge. Yes. How? You can see. I don't know. It goes down to the river. So the, the picture that Sammy posted, that is actually in Philadelphia. Or right there in the... In the Around Philadelphia somewhere. Can you imagine somewhere. like going over that? <laughs> no. Can you imagine if you if you yeah splash. if you crash? Yeah. Crash so splash. That crash splash. Holy. Yeah. So that is crazy. I don't know, I don't I don't know how many people noticed that part of it, but underneath turn two, you can see down to the river, that and I'm pretty bizarre. sure that's the Delaware River, which is one of the big famous rivers in America. Why don't, why don't we go racing there, man? I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, maybe that's gotta, why because if somebody goes off the track, they go to the river. Um, track, yeah, crash, man, that's crazy. Crash yeah, they uh, uh, Chris Carter and Gerald Foster, he says, is the yep, who made I, the uh, yep. that book, the book, yeah, Honda book. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. And you, so reach out to Chris Carter, tell him you bought the book, and he needs to come on the podcast and talk about it and everything else he helps because he helps a lot of people because Chris Carter and always has requested because Chris Carter. I remember when I started it. when I first started working with AFT, I sent him some email and I said, oh, we have the same name and he, I, I, all the response I got. <laughs> I don't really remember what he responded at, but I don't think he was impressed that, that we had the same name. Um, but yeah, anyways. Well, they are pretty popular names. Chris and Carter are both pretty popular. All he does is catch touchdown passes. All he does is win. All he does is win and writes Honda books and produces and the X-Files. all kinds of really... Cool. Really? I didn't know you did that, too. The producer of X-Files, Chris Carter. I got you. There's a radio DJ on Sirius XM, Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. Man, you're, you're busy. No mm-hmm. wonder you want to quit this little podcast business. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of shit going on, bro. I guess so. I don't have anything. All right. I did it. Yeah. What else you got? What else you got going on this weekend? Not a whole hell of a lot, dude. A whole, no- a whole lot of nothing, actually. I'm going to probably edit this, yeah. post this, and... Uh, Sit or sit around. It's cold down here in Florida, dude. I don't oh, know. Oh, hush. It snowed here yesterday. Well, it is. I'm still able to go out in shorts and flip flops. I just, I'm not comfortable. Oh, wah. Wah. Yeah. Dude, it got to like almost freezing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, well, 40. <laughs> you poor thing. I know. Let's see, I bet, like, everybody I bet, like negative below and all that. I bet Winnie Cooper is upset. <laughs> she is, dude. She doesn't like going outside she's, in cold weather. She's burrowing underneath everything, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeet. All right. All right, man. Well, sounds good. Another one in the in the books. Number two one five. Two fifteen. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks to our patrons, especially for uh, supporting us on our little journey through off the groove. Yep. And uh, man, that's all I got. Hopefully, everybody has a great week. And uh, hopefully, I won't be sick again. We get this recorded earlier next week. And that's me knocking. Everybody on has a great. Yeah. I'm running out of voice right now, so hope everybody has a great week. We'll talk to you guys next week right here on Off the Groove. Peace. Later.
Well, that's what we should do is do another off the groove t-shirt. And a farewell. <laughs> Dude, are you not going to... Well, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you that. But think on it. Um, still needs to go on, even without Chris Carter. That's just my two cents. We started this together, though. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guilt trip. Guilt trip.